Hello, and welcome to 8 Minutes to Ageless, the podcast committed to teaching you the minimalistic approach to becoming bold and not old. On this 20-minute weekly podcast, you will learn how to care for your body and mind while spending the bare minimum amount of time to be successful. I know that life is full, so full that we tend to put our own needs on the back burner and in some cases are simply too confused to figure out what to do, so we do nothing. This podcast is designed to help you leave regrets behind and start caring for yourself no matter your age so you can grow older and like it, and I might say even love it. My name is Dr. Kelly Pearson, and I am the host of this podcast. I'm a practicing chiropractic physician and author of Eight Minutes to Ageless. Over the past 40 years, my patients have taught me so much about what not to do that I finally just had to get this book written and podcast started. But before we begin, I want to thank all of you who read my book and keep sending me inspiring comments that you're getting your life back. That makes all the difference and makes me smile. We're going to talk today about the importance of honoring your past, not just to um, belabor things that were painful for you in the past. I'm not necessarily talking about that. I'm talking about the fact that what you have done in your past, what your body has been through in your past definitely plays a role with what might help a practitioner of, of a manual practitioner of some sort to go back and retrace what might have occurred. Now, sometimes I'll have patients that come to me and say, oh my God, I've got back pain again. And the last time this happened was four years ago and it was the worst thing I've ever been through. I was off work for two months. I needed injections. I absolutely um, was miserable and I'm and and basically while they don't have to say it they were they're terrified of having to recreate that same past and so I do tell my patients do not throw your past into your future you know today you're a different person today you have more knowledge today you're seeing a different provider maybe me in this moment and while it's okay to remember how difficult something was it's really important not to think you have to recreate it that's slightly askew from what I'm talking about here today is that your injuries or your occupations or the things that have happened to you often can be help translate the etiology of a pain. So let me, let me give you an example of a gentleman I saw this week, a really robust 50 year old man. He had been working within the police force for over 25 years when he was struck from behind in a car accident, which, um, was so violent that he ended up needing a neck fusion and the surgery uh, in his case went really well and the arm pain that he was having from the disc herniation ameliorated and while he's a bit stiff he doesn't have neck pain at this point which is great um, and there's definitely a time when fusions are just the absolute answers um, but but statistically that's definitely less than about one to two percent of the time when you've had an injury Having said that, I'm thrilled there are surgeons that will do fusions when required. But what he was coming in to see me for was an ongoing complaint of a tension in his diaphragm if you were to hold your last rib and that area, just a kind of a difficulty to breathe, but he could go into spasm and would get really, really tight in that area. And he just felt like no matter we, what he did, he couldn't relax it. And concomitant to that, he pointed to the front of his hips 
places that we call our hip flexors, we call those muscles the psoas muscle and the iliacus muscles. Their job is to bring the femur, your leg bone, up towards your chest. So they flex the hips upward. So he had an insatiable sense of tightness in his hip flexors all the time. And no matter what he did, I mean, seeing a chiropractor definitely relieved the discomfort for three or four days. Seeing a massage therapist definitely relieves the discomfort for three or four days, but it would not get much beyond that. And no matter what stretch he would do to try to lengthen his tissues, it really didn't change the quality of his pain. So one of his, one of his uh, practitioners sent me, sent the patient to me so that I could take a look um, from maybe a deeper dive because I get to do that from time to time. I, I have these great practitioners that are taking care of patients. And if these patients are not getting better, there's a reason for it. There's something we haven't looked at. There's another etiology and um, there's another etiology that we've got to get past. And now sometimes these pains are, are truly physical in cause. Sometimes they are emotional, sometimes they're mental. And um, I dare say sometimes it's kind of a spiritual warfare in your body. We'll get into that way down the road, but I want you to recognize that there's always something causing a chronic pain in the body. And there's always some way to unwind it. As long as you have an open mind, there's a lot of strategies that you can pursue. So this gentleman, as I mentioned, had been in the police force for many years and was a big, big fella, um, somebody who you definitely wouldn't want to tangle with, but he had been in lots of fights. I mean, in confronting criminals, he's been hit in the gut multiple times. While he's not had any abdominal surgery, he's really taken it to the gut several times. And after a, after a fashion, it starts to impact the body. Not always, but it can. And so when I'm examining him to try to sort out why he's got this chronic tension right at the diaphragm and then down lower by the hip flexors, his examination is pretty good. I'm, he's able to bend over and touch his toes. He can squat. He has really good hip range of motion. He's able to throw his arms up over his head largely. He can rotate. But when I got him down on, the, on his back and I asked him to take a deep breath, you could just sense that that diaphragm was not dropping down during inhalation like it should. It was just, everything was kind of stoic in that area. And when I tested the strength of his hip flexors by having him lay, raise one leg 40 degrees off the table and me pushing right above the knee down towards the table, he couldn't really, you know, it wasn't a robust reaction. He wasn't very strong in those muscles because they're so tight all the time. So then I had him do something called a long sit-up where you, um, your, your legs are straight, you're completely on your back and your hands are reaching down towards, they're in front of you, straight in front of you, on top of your tummy, but they're reaching down, let's say towards your feet. And your goal is to try to lift your head and then the, neck, the lower neck and then the upper back and then the middle of the back and then the lower back. Lift all those things slowly off the table so that you can rise up to a sit up and your hands move down past your knees. Well, he's a strong guy, but he was horrified to find out that he could only lift his head and shoulders. And by the time he was, his, his fingers were um, kind of approximating his thighs, that was it. He was like shocked because he never knew he had this weak link in his body. But yet when I offered him my hand and I just created a little bit of force for him to hang on to my hand, I could, we could pull him up into a full setup, but he needed my help to do that. And as he was doing that, it kind of felt good, like he was starting to use a part of his stomach 
that his abdominal muscles that he hadn't used before. Now, this guy did sit-ups, but he would do what I call high-velocity sit-ups. So you have, you know, your knees bent, your your feet um, underneath a couch. So you've got a lot of pressure to assist your hip flexors, which is cheating and not good for your back. And he would come up very, very fast. So it was almost like acceleration was would be what would help him up. But if he were to do that slowly without the feet propped up under anything, there was nada, there was nothing going on. So when we tested him, what we recognized is that he had developed a reaction from perhaps all the gut punches, you know, who, who knows which one it was and which person, or if it was accumulation or over 20 years of being hit in the gut, but he was not engaging his abdominals to afford him the ability to bend in his lumbar spine, to flex forward. And that's really important to be able to do that. And so what I explained to him is that his abdominal muscles weren't used to engaging. And so guess what? He learned to compensate at the region above and the region below. So his diaphragm, which can stabilize the, that junction, what was always tight, and the hip flexors, which can help you cheat like during a sit-up and can actually recreate movement like you're bending at your waist, but you're really just bringing your legs up. It's not a good way to bend your back. But the hip flexors were overactive too, because guess what? He had nothing else going on. And so when he was doing things that required abdominal strength, he would ask the, those parts of the body where he, where he was feeling ongoing tension and strain to do more of the work. So he was surprised. But when he's laid there on the table, thinking about all the times he'd been gut punched and the serious times that air had been knocked out of him and the times when he felt like he uh, had broken ribs but hadn't, he started thinking about his past like, well, that makes sense. But I, I didn't know it was a thing. I mean, I didn't know it was a thing that if you kept traumatizing your muscles that, in fact, you might um, cause them not to work very well. So I had a couple options in this case for him. And one was to trust the fact that if I could get his body to be moving through that functional range of motion with some assistance early on, he could very well create a movement pattern, reignite a, a pattern in his brain to help his body remember how to use those abdominal muscles and how to allow that back to flex as he came upward. And after just uh, maybe four or five assists with my fingers, just my fingertips, his fingertips on mine, I was pulling up gently. He was actually, you could just see, he was starting to, his brain was kind of starting to remember how to use that. Now, now there are instances where even with that assist, the body still can't do it because in actual fact, the muscle has been turned off from trauma. It's inhibited. And what that means is the brains would like to say to the muscle, hey, could you engage? But it's not connecting. There's the neural circuitry connecting the brain to that muscle has been offline. And you can bring those muscles back online a lot of the time through creative motor activity where you start very gently, like we were doing in his case, or there's other strategies, other treatment techniques like advanced muscle integration technique. Um, for example, there's there's probably 150 people in the country that are trained in that. You can find those practitioners on advancedmuscleintegrationtechnique.com. And uh, both my husband and I have taken that work largely because I saw its effectiveness. It's not for 
every condition, but it can be really helpful when muscles have gone offline from trauma and they're just don't even know how to remember how to get engaged again. But in his case, I think that that work won't be necessary. In his case, I think he can get some assistance from his wife to help him up initially, until which point he doesn't need the assistance and that he can start, you know, really doing that movement extremely, extremely well on his own. So he laid there after we had done that a few times and he was like, my God, I've been trying to fix this problem for about five years. And I love my chiropractors and I love my massage therapists. They give me so much relief. But in the back of my mind, I've always known it was going to come back. And I didn't know why. And, and that's what happens to a lot of us is that we don't really understand how the body works. And why would you if you were not treating bodies all day long? But what I want you to start paying attention to is what might have happened in my past, some traumatic thing where I might have... Um, caused a muscle to be so insulted that it goes offline and my brain stops using that path. It's kind of like um, when I drive to work in the morning, instead of going right, I go straight and my husband always goes right. And if we happen to leave the garage at the same time, I find that we both end up on the boulevard about the same time. But my neurology is to go straight. I don't think about it. His neurology is to go right. He doesn't think about it. And both of us get kind of bamboozled if there's you know road work or something that and and our motor patterns are a lot like that too is you just say I'm going to do it this way I'm going to I'm going to use my hip flexors instead of my abs I'm going to tighten down my breathing and not let my diaphragm drop down very well because my abs are a little bit off and that becomes your new normal and you're completely and utterly unaware that that is a new normal that's less than effective so you've adapted good for you, except that adaptation is, you know, you've, you've jerry-rigged it a little bit and you can't, you know, you can't keep putting a broken car together with, um, with tape. I mean, I, I remember seeing a car um, up in the islands where there was a lot of salt and the car was just rusted out and, and they would, they, you know, they were using that really industrial type of, of, of tape to tape the fender on and that type of thing. Like, and then they painted the tape the color of the car. Like, well, that's one adaptation that I, is certainly not gonna withstand um, a big windstorm or certainly a hit by another car. But you and I are, are walking around doing that in our own bodies. So I guess my point here is this. If you are suffering from a chronic problem, I want you to go back into your, back into your um, life and, and think about the traumas you've had that you got through. I mean, you weren't so worse for wear after it, but you notice a couple years later, a year later, yeah, this problem got a little, little worse, or maybe I got a little stiffer here. I couldn't, I couldn't put my britches on without sitting on the bed or, you know, some function changed. If you start thinking about the moments where you've had a lot of stress, um, that might be really helpful to tell your practitioner you know, and I say your practitioner, and I'm really thinking about people like chiropractors and physiotherapists and osteopaths and massage therapists that realize that the trauma that happens to your body is in fact, could be something for us to, to travel down that line of questioning and check out that part of, that part of the body to see if it is the trouble. So, you know, this gentleman is gonna get better and he's going to get stronger and he's going to be 
more of who he was before treatment started with me this last week as he engages this new protocol that was really always part of his natural protocol, but he, he lost it because of trauma. So I'm gonna talk about this next week as well with another interesting case. So you can start thinking about, oh, you know, I, I, I guess I should not discount my past because it is diagnostic. So anyway, I wanna thank you for your time. Make it a great day, honor your body, and we'll see you next time. In keeping with my minimalistic approach to life, I keep this podcast short and only add the most critical points, not adding fluff. So for today, we are done, but I hope you will do a few minutes of the good stuff we talked about. If you have not picked up the book, you can get it on Amazon. The website, 8minutestoageless.org, will have the show notes and any videos that I mentioned on this podcast. I thank you for spending your precious 20 minutes with me. And as always, you can reach out and contact me via the website. Remember, one day at a time, you are getting bolder and not older. I look forward to seeing you next week.